Dude, in the beginning, I almost called you Rick. <laughs> why? Why? I don't Rick? know. Why did you have Rick on your mind? I don't know. And who's Rick? No clue. Okay. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Mad and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode, an aged episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink a little whiskey, we drink some tequila, we educate, and we libate, and we try to have some fun. Going to have a lot of fun. All right. My name is Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter, and with me, as always, my cocktail compadre, Drew. How are you today? I am super excited for this one. I mean, it's good. No cocktails today, but we've got an old, an old episode here. Aged? An aged episode? Yeah, it's not old. We're recording it and we're going to release it almost yeah. in real time. Yeah, no. We're it's, so far behind on recording. Yeah. It's a new recording. Yeah. But these are some old spirits. Yes, sir. I brought the Calumet 16 straight bourbon whiskey. And what did you bring? I brought the G4... Extra and Yeho. All right. And how old was that in a barrel? So I believe it's four years for four the G4 years. Extra and Yeho. Right. Extra and Yeho has to be at least three. Yeah. I believe this one is four. All right. Just as we know, Felipe doesn't do anything just to the bar. He goes right beyond it. Every time. Right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this because I am really excited about this. The Calumet 16 was kind of a gift, a bonus, a little plus perk. I remember that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I provided. Oh, I was wondering where you were going with this. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. For the people that participated in my Matt's Malt Madness Tournament <laughs> Challenge. So for those that don't know, I get like 12 people together and I purchase 12 bottles and then I divide them out into little sample bottles yeah, little two-ounce samples. Yeah. yeah. We divide them out to everybody, and that way everyone has one small sample of 12 different whiskeys. And then we will meet over the Zoom. And in the past, I've done themes like one round of rye or one round of American single malt. Yep. You know, different yep. things like that. And it's usually four at a time. We'll sit, we'll drink four and then we will discuss what we're tasting, you know, what we like, what we don't like, and then we'll pick a winner. And that's the key, picking the winner. Yes. We all vote one, two, three, four, and then there's a point system for one yep. first place, second place. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then we'll do one more final Zoom for, like, the winner, the winner of each of those three rounds. Yep. You know, when you're doing that final one, there's only three whiskeys because you had three rounds before, right? Yeah. Only three. So I thought, well, why not have a fourth Whiskey to just kind of, uh-huh, like, yeah. you know, like, you ever have, like... Like, like it got a buy. 
like the way I, the way I, in my mind, I thought of like, you know, like when you were a kid and you had like, maybe like a chocolate donut that had chocolate icing on top and you could think of it like as a dessert dessert. Sure. Right. You had like a dessert on top of your dessert. Okay. Right. So I thought, well, this would be a champion on top of the champion the cha- or, okay. you know, like a little, a little prize for, I don't know, putting up with me for <laughs> For I thought you were absolutely of, insane to add that bottle because I know what it cost you. So and so, yeah, good on you. So yeah, so I I handed out you know a half a half bottle of of that Calumet sixteen and I think it went over pretty well. I don't think anybody was. It's going to go over pretty well tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's amazing. Of, you know the thing about a sixteen year old is it is going to be it's going to be a lot of oak, right? The oak is going to be for for sure. Out yeah, that, in it front would make sense. It spent 16 years touching oak. It would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It is 106 proof. The mash bill is 74, 18, and 8. So that's 74 corn, 18 rye. So relatively high rye. Yeah. And then 8 on the malted barley. Because as we've you've explained before, it doesn't take a lot of rye for the rye to really kick up yeah, and you'll let notice itself it. known. Yeah. I, you'll okay. notice it in even in, even in ten or twelve percent, right? And so being eighteen, I I would border that on a high rye kind of mash bill. And the fact that you know everyone talks about Pappy, everyone talks about Pappy Van Winkle, right? Oh, you can't. No, yeah, never heard of it. Tell me. <laughs> you can't be yeah. in the whiskey world and not hear someone mention Pappy or. Sure. That's a weeded mash bill, and I will concede. I guess they're more friendly. At the higher age years, oh okay, it's a little because they retain more sweetness. Yeah, whereas this is going to be, it's going to have a little punch of rye, but it's going to be just a wave of oak. So, if you are ready, you want to prove it? No, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right. Should we mention the color here? I mean, it is. It's dark. It's the color that I think my casket will be. <laughs> We're we're on the we're on the heels of Halloween and the Day of the Dead. I thought you know okay, but I didn't mean to get too morbid on you. I was fair enough, <laughs> but it's dark. It's a dark it's, yes. brown, and on the nose, I mean, you don't have to get even close to your nose before that oak. I think this whole room probably just smells like you sure. know oaked spirits right now because we have a couple of really aged spirits. You get that rye spice. You can de- you can tell yeah. that there's some rye it's, spice. It's spicy on the nose. Kind of peppery. Yeah. I'd say more pepper than cinnamon, but that oak is just... We've had these in the glass for a few minutes, and it's still heavy oak. <laughs> it hasn't mellowed out, and it's not going to. Not in a bad way. Not no, no, in a no. bad way. It's no. just heavy oak. Like. Yep. My mouth is watering as I'm, as I'm nosing this, so I think we should just go in. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. That's a really nice Kentucky hug. You can you know. feel it every inch it goes <laughs> down and then spread across the stomach. <laughs> that, that'll that warm you up. I wouldn't call it too hot. No. Would you call it too hot? No. No. No, no. But it's very well balanced. Also not a summertime pour. This yeah. is not this is nice for the So we do the, the malt madness, you host that in March, kinda yeah. like March Madness. Right. And I think we've been holding on to this. And now yes. it's cold here in the Midwest, so it's <laughs> yeah. time to pull it back out. This is just as good you know, as it was back in March. Good bit this, of oak, and yeah. then a huge wave 
of cherry. Lots of cherry. Yeah. It was a little bit like eating a cherry pie from a wooden spoon. Yes. But with a nice, a super nice Kentucky hug to mm-hmm. follow. Yeah. Second sip. Cheers. Kind of mouth-watering and mouth-drying at the yeah. same time. I, I felt like that one kicked up the cherries and maybe because we just kept talking about cherries, cherries, no, cherries. No, but kicked up I'm, the cherries and less wood, but a little tannic wood tingle at the end behind the cherries again. Yeah, and I even get what I kind of feel like it's almost a medicinal cherry. Like you want to yeah, be sick. Right, right. <laughs> I remember your your story about the dime, your Dimatap addiction. Dimatap, oh, as an eight yeah. year old. <laughs> one right. more sip. One final sip. The fruit and the oak were a little more balanced. That third sip, and I got like a little nuttiness, like some it's dry, nutty. <laughs> yeah, like some dry, like walnuts or almonds, something that would. Kind of equate that that dry feeling in my in my palate. Okay, okay, okay. You've cracked a fresh walnut and eaten the walnut out of the shell, and it's got that, yeah, you know, kind yeah. of drying skin on it. Right. That's what it was. It wasn't tannic and it wasn't overly oaky. It was something kind of that nutty, kind of dried you out, like sure. the the kind of skin on the walnut yeah. flesh. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was way more balanced, and I and I was I wouldn't have thought of that until you said it. But I was thinking, okay, that's not really medicinal. It's not really like menthol, like cough syrup. It's something else, right? These spirits, they deserve some time in the glass, yes. right? Do not just pour it, right? And we've go had right a little time. It. Yeah, we have. We, but not enough. <laughs> like seriously, I think you could pour this and come back in an hour. Yeah. Pour it and sip sip a little. Sip as you go, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep yeah. sipping it for you. <laughs> sip it for eight hours, see what you taste. No, but I mean like pour it, take a quick, very small little sip. Yeah. Go do something else, come back an hour later, and it, it will have changed. <laughs> but if like, I'm in the house, I'm gonna I'm gonna sip it while you're away. But <laughs> fair enough. Let's talk about the price just for a minute. Yeah. So if you can find it, you know this. This was one fifty, oh, one sixty. Yeah. Oh, good morning. Yeah. But like we've discussed in the past, we had our limits, right? Yeah. We had our thresholds, and sometimes they have to be broken. <laughs> some, but I think the market, the, yeah. the world that we're living in, I think this boom of whiskey and tequila, the prices, the inflation of everything. But we still have to be sensible, right? I'm not going to buy. 10 bottles of this, I'm not going to have 80% of my shelf be over that price. But let's move on, because I am really looking forward to this. I am too. We'll just start in reverse here. Okay. About the same price. Okay. So this G4 Extra Añejo, this happens to be the 2016 Lot 1 bottling that's still out there. And there's a lot, too, that's still out there. And I don't know that one is more coveted than the other, except that one is the first one. Sure. So lot one means this is the first time that he's released this. Yeah. Okay. All right. There was another one before that had been aged like 55 months. Okay. I think they're all scooped up. Yeah. It's tough to find G4 on the shelf 
whether it's the Blanco or, or the extra Añejo. In general, sure. The minute it gets stocked, it gets bought up because it's good. People love it. I think it caught that wave of tequila popularity. Enough branding, obviously, by you know the guys that we know, right? Jeff and Sean from yeah. Packaged, right? Yep. And, and and like you said, one bottle gets put on the shelf and then it's swiped right back off again. Gone. Yeah. Gone. And let's give credit where credit is due. It's incredible oh, tequila it's, yeah. from one of our favorite distilleries, El Pandio, 1579, and some pretty genius marketing from the guys at Packaged. Right. Right? They've been on the show, Jeff and Sean. Right place, right time, and the right people to say... I think so. Hey, you yep. know, this is the stuff you should be buying, and yep. they were right. There's tons of other brands that are on the shelf all the time that are good. Why is this one gone? People know. And yeah. people know. People know. The word is out. Once you buy it, once you taste it, yep. I want to tell you about the first time I tried this. Okay. At a local tequila bar and restaurant, they had a flight, and it was a G4 flight, and it was the G4 Blanco G4 Repo. It was a single barrel Reposado, which I still have down on the bar. We're waiting to record this. Okay. We're going to do this. I have kind of an idea. <laughs> okay. Then the Añejo, and then the extra Añejo. Blanco, delicious. We know this. Move on. Repo, I love it. I've had it a million times. This was my, uh, remember, buy one, get one for a nickel. For a nickel. Pricing error yep. debacle. And so I bought a case of it, sipped on it over the course of two years. Awesome. Love it. But then the single barrel repo, I spent a lot of time like trying to figure out what are the differences between the two repos. Sure. I got to the Añejo and I was totally unimpressed. Hmm. Was that because I had spent so much time geeking out on the repo, like in my <laughs> own mind? And I realize there's a ton of people right now who want to like crawl through the internet <laughs> a la, you know, Jeff Fahey <laughs> and choke me out like he did Pierce Brosnan and Lawnmower Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? right? Right. Like I realize, I realize that's a really, no, that, that's that statement good. is going to rub people the wrong way. But then when I got to this extra Añejo, I recognized it instantly as something special. There's nothing wrong with labels that might have shining moments, right? Yeah. Like your El Tesoro Reposado. Right. Now, they have since come out with even more, right? So they've got an extra Añejo five-year. They've got an extra Añejo six-year. And these things are... There's the... Madeira had a second yeah. year release, yeah. now in a box for Day of the Dead with like a Ghost Allen or a Ghost Felipe, or they put out good stuff. Master distiller, Felipe Camarena, engineer. They call him the mad scientist. He's done a million things at this distillery, and he still toys around. Like they just released a special Reposado aged in Dickle Barrels. And it wasn't yeah. a special release, it was just a special lot. Yeah. Talk about the the roller mill. Talk about the uh, right the machines right, and the Right. So I think we mentioned on the Felipe Friday freakout all of the cool things he had done and I didn't get into it on that show and I should have because now I'm finding myself having to go back. <laughs> but like instead of a traditional Tahona, huge volcanic stone, heavy stone wheel, either pushed by machine or a lot of times a 
couple of donkeys. Yeah, right. Right? Spinning around and crushing the agave, and it's super inefficient. I think at yeah. one point I had read it was something like 60, 65% efficient. Oh, and, and now they have videos where you just see workers having to, like, move the fibers back into right. the path of the Tahona. Yeah. And very labor intensive. And, so, and you wonder why like these other places are doing it a certain way. So Felipe kind of flipped this thing on its head. He Felipe did? He Felipe <laughs> did, yes. Instead of having a stone wheel, he's got a volcanic stone floor. Oh. And then what's actually crushing it is like this repurposed steamroller front wheel. Yeah. Of course, the kind of shredded agave, right, squirts out to the side because this is this smooth steel wheel. So there yeah. was either like bolted in or welded in are all of these bolts or screws or some kind of thing, right? These like little knobs that come yeah. out of it to hold now the shredded agave in place. Give it traction. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think that these things, it's like a 20,000 pound steamroller I don't know what you call that. The front wheel, right? What size motor do you think it would take to move that over a big bed of shredded agave? Well, yeah, sure. I'm thinking like a like a steamroller kind of engine. Right. Gigantic yeah. diesel engine. A big diesel humming thing. Yeah. No. One horsepower electric motor. <laughs> I've heard you can move this thing with your finger. Probably not over a big pile of agave, but just you can move this thing with one finger. Well-engineered, yeah. Well-engineered, right? This is what he's using instead of a Tahona. And then to give it that traditional volcanic rock flavor, that's why it's volcanic rock on the floor. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's genius. But these are things that he has created to make this more efficient, more environmentally friendly, cheaper but, to run, but quicker to go. But still hanging on to... Some traditional methods. traditional method that, yeah. you know kind of balancing between scrapping it all and going completely industrial. Let's keep the tradition, but maybe make it a little bit smarter, maybe make it a little bit more modern. Right. Okay, we should mention then, this is at least three years. It's reported as four years. In the very old Tennessee whiskey barrels, not specifically listed as Dickel like some other bottles are, as we know G4 to do... It's a mix of natural spring water and rainwater. Stainless steel tanks, open air fermentation without fibers, copper pot, we know this, stone brick ovens, and you know, we could geek out on the ovens, but we'll have another G4 on the show and we can geek out about the other stuff that he's done. Also should point out, it is part of the confirmed additive free, or shall we say additive free alliance. That's correct. I have talked this to death. <laughs> and I've been nosing it the entire time. Right, well, let's take a look at it. You know what I like? It's got a nice color to it. It does have a good color. Not necessarily as deep as you might think an extra Añejo would. No, no, but it's a nice straw color. Mm-hmm. Really nice straw color. Mm-hmm. And Definitely a step up from the Reposado, which for us is our only comparison point on my bar. Yeah, sure. I love how it coats the glass. It does. I really love how it, it does. Mm. It just it looks good in the glass. What are you getting on the nose? So, I keep getting a really nice mint note. I'll give you that. 
But then I'm also getting like a nice, kind of a bready, yeasty kind of note. Is it because you've been smelling it for so long you've moved beyond cooked yeah. agave, oak, vanilla, <laughs> I'm getting, caramel? I'm getting some vanilla. I'll be honest, though, the agave is not the first thing on my mind. Ooh, you really? Know? Ooh. If I get in a little bit deeper, the agave is there. Yeah, yeah. Get in there like the nose. What's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah. Who's Richard the... Richard Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. How are you? <laughs> but don't you dare pour this out. <laughs> no. On your floor? Yeah. No. no. No chance. I would assume by now anybody who listens to this show that's shown up on their, like, reels or TikTok feed. Mmm. <laughs> I'm getting a good bit of agave. You know, and then real balanced oak, vanilla, caramel. Yeah. Little flowery. I'll give you the mint. I don't know where it is, but I'll give it to you. Not a funky note. Sometimes with the Añejos, we get like this kind of funky note. I'm not getting that with this. Yeah, kind of like old, wet, you know, musty wood. But yeah. But not with this. No. Not with this. This is just... Very clean. Yeah. Clean and elegant. All right. Yeah. Stop talking it to death. It's time. Salute. Salute. This is Rebecca Sue Neely, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Fridays podcast. Offline, we're just discussing only 80 proof. Does it taste a it, little hotter? Well, it, it has a nice kick, mm-hmm. but I was just amazed at the balance of it all. Sure. Just a nice spice note. Yep. A nice mint note. Yep. Cooked agave, vanilla, caramel, oak. And towards the end, a little like tropical, kind of like a plantain or banana. Okay, I was gonna say almost like on the almost like approaching fruit salad, like berries and bananas. There's a nice fruit note. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's get in there. All right. Second sip. What'd you get on the second one? Well, first of all, it it's incredible. You yeah. you said berries at the first sip, and now I've got even more fruit. I still get a little bit of that banana, but there's another fruit that I can't quite okay. put, like a berry kind of a fruit note. The spice was less. It was more mellow. It was more delicate mm-hmm. on the mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. So the kick was, you know, subdued, but still all of that spice... Did you get the oak at the there's, very, very, there's very end? There's fruit and oak just still lingering on my palate. Yeah. All right. Minutes later. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good. So I also felt like on that second sip, the agave was kicked up. Same kind of nice fruity flavor. But then the oak came in stronger for me at the very end. Okay. But was it kind of drying at the end? No. Was it? Okay. No, no. Just, just kind of like... A, it's just like, it's just there at the very end, kind of on your exhale. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it, yeah, it does. It What it does is it makes me want to go to a distillery down in Mexico. I'm in. <laughs> just sign me up. <laughs> We're doing a field trip. I'm in. <laughs> One more sip. Anything on that third sip? Well, that time it, it felt like... I was maybe kind of where you were on the second sip, where like there was a ton of oak, but it still had a really nice fruit finish. Gotcha. I really like the finish of this tequila. I do too. This is a fantastic sipping tequila. It's special, right? Yeah. 
I wasn't wrong. No, this is. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of I took a smaller sip and I was really trying to dissect it, and it was like a ton of agave, oak, vanilla, caramel, berries, wood. And then yeah. at the very end, it was as if the berries and the oak were fighting to get the last word. Oh, like yeah. they just came back and forth on top of each other. Yeah. Oh. But it's a good fight. Because it's yes. in your mouth. It's <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. To get every single flavor like that is not easy. No, and I purposely took a smaller sip and tried to kind of spread it across my whole tongue and just see. I don't even know if that's a real thing that you taste in certain spots or not. If Is that real? I don't it even know. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I was trying very carefully to have a real thin layer Let's across. Let's not argue an, a <laughs> 400 we, years of science. And <laughs> well, I mean, 400 years ago, they were like the putting earth, leeches. I know, but the earth is round. Okay. What? And we have taste zones in our tongues. Okay. Those are some facts I can lay Is down. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But we have not been to the moon. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> oh. It's so funny. So I heard, I don't know what I was listening to, but somebody was like, oh, well, if we've been to the moon, why didn't we ever go back? And the other person was like, what? There's been like a dozen American astronauts who've walked on the moon. Like, name them. Like, I can't even name the three guys who were on the original. Hey, like, and, and it's the moon. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do there? Like, there's nothing. You hop there. around. You drive a golf ball farther than you ever have before. You know, pick up some rocks and yeah. you go home. And you go. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> Let's get back on track here. Okay. What are we doing? I think it is that time of the show where we do the quick sips. So the Quick Sips is our little addition to the spirits world. We're going to take a sip of the whiskey. No resting, no waiting, no cleansing of the palate. Go straight into the tequila. And just like when you're pairing food and wine, or we're trying to see what does the whiskey bring out in the tequila that we didn't see the first time. Yeah. And then we'll flip it and we'll do it the we'll other way. We'll do it the other way. Let's get into this. Remind us what we have here. Yeah. The Calumet 16 bourbon whiskey. With kind of a high rye. Kind of a high rye mash Eight, 18% yeah. you said? Yeah. 106 One, proof? 106 proof. Yeah. So slightly bigger sip on the tequila. So yes, a smaller sip of the whiskey, bigger sip of the tequila. Try to equalize the proof or the, the relative heat in, yep. in your, on your palate. Why keep talking? Are yeah. you ready? Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. I think it's important to bring up <laughs> that we had never sipped these two together before I hit record. Correct. We just felt in our heart of hearts <laughs> <laughs> that these were going to go well together. Yeah. We had a little bit of a hunch. Mm -hmm. But that... What did you get on that? That was really nice. Okay. So have you ever made a batch of banana bread and... On the top, where it's kind of crusty, kind of splits apart. But it, but it can also kind of be softer. Sometimes it kind okay. of, if it's not like if it's not cooked too much, it's kind of soft on the edges, right? Darker okay. brown, soft edges. 
that's what I got. I got like this edge of a banana bread, but like a really super moist banana bread, Mm. not the dry kind. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I got to be careful with my trigger words, but (laughs) it was really nice. I really enjoyed that. That was fantastic. How about you? I got to ask you before I go. So does that mean it kicked up that banana flavor that you were tasting before? And it kind of or changed Or did it just it. remind you of yeah, that crust? I, I wouldn't say that it, it accentuated because I got a ton of really nice cooked agave. Um, the, the spice, honestly, the heat from the whiskey, I may have taken a kind of a bigger sip than I should have. Okay, okay. But the spices did kind of linger through. I had to wait a little bit, kind of mid-palate into the finish. To get those notes, but I still got them. I got all of the caramel, all of the oak and the vanilla. I got the nice cooked agave just towards the end there where it was maybe dancing towards berries and bananas. Mm -hmm. This time was banana bread. That's interesting because I didn't feel like I got one flavor that kicked up at the expense of another one. So it was equal parts agave, barrel, vanilla, caramel, Sure, I would agree with Berries, that. Berries, yeah. banana, and oak. I didn't feel like anything yeah. was fighting. I didn't feel as much of a progression. It was but just, nothing was taken away. It was all still there. No, it was all still there, and I had to like check. I had to check my taste buds mentally. Like, oh, am I tasting vanilla? Yeah. Am I tasting cherries? Yeah. Am I tasting agave? Yeah. yeah. Like the bus driver <laughs> checking all the kids. Make sure, make sure they're all there. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever I was tasting before that was a a progression and, and maybe a wave, it just took it all. Oh, okay. Just to all right. just like it was all there in equal parts sure. from beginning to end. So is that good or bad? It wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was just different. And I think that's the whole point of the quick sips. <laughs> is that <laughs> you love it. It's that we just you know, it changes it, it ever did. so slightly, yeah. or sometimes it changes it massively. But in this case, it just, it was different and it's enjoyable. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with you that it did change it. And I didn't quite see it until you so eloquently verbalized it. But yes, I, I can totally get on board with everything that was there, maybe before had different components, maybe a little more of this one, a little less of that one. And now it was just all... All turned to five, yeah. but it, they were all still there, and it was, yeah, it was great. I can't wait to go the other way. So we got to go the other way. Yeah. And this time, you're going to have to be very careful, because if you follow up that with, G4 with too big with of a, a sip, too big of a sip, you're just going to burn it It'll all drown out. Drown it out. Yep, I agree. So here we are. We're going the other way. It's going to be the exact same thing. We're going to take a sip of the tequila. In this case, it's the G4 Extra Añejo. Give it its due time. Let it develop. But no waiting, no resting, no rinsing, no cleansing of the palate. Straight into the Calumet 16. And this time, make sure you get a little bit of a bigger sip of the tequila. A little smaller sip of the Calumet. So we can kind of equalize the the proof and the volume. I'll try my best. All right. You ready? Ready. This is the quick sips. You weren't ready. You weren't ready. My friend, salute. <sighs> salute. I think that was even better. Yep. <laughs> 
That was fantastic. First of all, on that G4, I picked up a nice vegetal note that I did Ooh. not get all up until that point. Well, and you know what? One thing that sometimes we do and sometimes we don't, we didn't really cleanse in between. So right. now we're going back and forth and right. we've got all kinds of influence going the other way. Right. But there was a really nice vegetal note on top of everything else, right? And then when I sipped the Calumet bourbon, everything that was there before, right? All the oak, all the cherry, it kind of delayed the kick. It delayed the uh, the alcohol spike long into the, the mid-palate, late palate. And I was like, oh, maybe it won't be so hot, you know? And then, bam, I got a nice mm-hmm. spike of alcohol that quickly then rolled into this... Remember the little red cinnamon candies, oh, the little yeah. red that were like were they were they red hots or are those... no 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 these are these are like the the grandpa's candy right they were yeah. in the clear wrapper what are red hots oh red hots red are hots like the are hot tamales tiny, tiny oh, little oh, oh, red oh. I think a red hot I think the tiny little dots of red okay this is more like the like cinnamon jawbreaker this the is like hot. right but like okay. the old school butterscotch candy was in the yellow oh, wrapper I totally know what you're talking about they made yes. a red version yes, yes. Just a, Grandpa's red cinnamon candy, right? Yes. But think of it. What if they made a cherry version of that, like a cherry cinnamon oh. candy? That's what I got. You had me a grandpa. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't, I don't even know what that means. All right. He, all right. Yes. Yes. Cinnamon and cherry that just was, you know, all the way down the road. You know, the tequila on the way back, and again. Sometimes we rinse and try to get clean for the way back, and we didn't this time. And right. So whatever. Take that for what it's worth. The finish took forever. Yes. Did you notice that? Right. And I, I purposely took an extra big sip of the tequila, and I was kind of waiting like, okay, wait for this to die down, wait for this to finish, wait for this to happen before I go into the Calumet 16, just to give it its due. Sure. And it took a minute. It did. It was a really long finish. And then I'm with you. I wasn't thinking necessarily of cherries in that old red wrapper <laughs> cinnamon butterscotch type candy, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> did, you know, did you get any agave, like into the palate of the bourbon? Into the palate of the bourbon. I don't know, but I totally got a good long agave finish. Like the agave yeah. on the way back... Was front to back. Yeah, you weighed a little bit. I think I rolled into the bourbon right away. Gotcha. That's why I got some agave kind of mid-palate. Well, the recording so is was... running long. <laughs> but I might try that again my own way, and I'll just see if I can get that. Yeah. But yeah. that's going to be offline. Yeah. That, that finish. Was, yeah. That was a fantastic we finish. Ca- I, we Every time we do this, we mention about sitting here for two minutes, and I think we're <laughs> exaggerating most of the time. This time we weren't. Yeah, no, that was a long finish. Very long, mouth-watering finish. I got t- a ton from the tequila. Yeah. I think, like, sipping these two back and forth is just going to make it better. Yeah, no, before we started recording, we asked ourselves, you know, is this going to be another pairing where we only sip these two together? But I think we I think we have the answer. Like, I... I think whatever I have left of this Calumet, I'm only going to sip it 
So I'm totally going to pour four ounces of this G4 <laughs> to match, to match up what with... you have left. All right. But I would still love to try this G4 with other things. Whether we ever record sure. it or not, Yeah. who cares? No, let's throw some other... But I've got about a half a bottle. Yeah. And there's enough, there's enough complexity in that extra Añejo that we could throw almost anything at it. Yeah. And it's going to show something. It's yeah. going to reveal something. So if I was going to lead you into final thoughts and give you my final thoughts first. Go right ahead. These are two very special bottles. They are. And you could sip these on their own and they are totally worth it. Even if this is a budget buster, you <laughs> yeah. find these two bottles, scoop them up. Yep. Treat yourself. They might yep. be 150, 175 a piece. Dude, suck it up and buy them. <laughs> yeah, no, there there are some bottles that I will say that they are not worth the price. Yeah. But these two, I cannot say that because, you know. Worth every penny. Yep. I would have to agree. Yeah. I think the tequila to the whiskey was the clear winner. Yes, I would, I would agree. Yep. But the other way wasn't terrible. No, no, no. And in fact, quite enjoyable because it, it kind of took that fight of what's the last flavor and just put it all out there right. all at once. And it was kind of like spreading the jam across yeah. the bread. It just, it was nice and even. Yes. Yeah. That, that G4 is a wonderful Añejo. Thank you so much for, for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> that about wrap her up? I think so. We want to thank all of you for listening. Please like and follow, subscribe. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. We will read your review on the show. We want to thank Joby at Forsha Creek for our music. Tune into his podcast, Forsha Creek, for all your hunting and outdoor needs. We ask that you drink responsibly. We are on Instagram and a Facebook group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. And we ask that you drink responsibly as always. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey tequila Friday show. Okay, we're back. We just tried a little quick sip of the G4 Extra Añejo to the Evan Williams Black Label. No, the old number one, $19 handle. Matt, what did you get? Agreed. <laughs> 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 <laughs>